needs, Father. We all want to be blessed by you. But most of all, Lord, may we bless you. May we bless you this morning. May we bless you this morning. If you're able to stand with us this morning, let's bless the Lord this morning. We are here for you. Come and do what you do. We are here for you. Come and do what you do. Set our hearts on you. Come and do what you do. Spring me the blue. 
morning. Do you feel him this morning? Even if you don't feel him, he's here. We have invited him here this morning, even though we don't need to invite him because he's already here. Amen. Jesus
ahead, yes. Yes, indeed, we give thanks to our God who comes to us. Jesus is in this room. Jesus is in your home. If you're watching with us this morning, we welcome you this morning. Let's, let's hear these words from the psalmist who proclaims and invites us, Come and listen, all you who fear God, and I will tell you what he did for me. For I cried out to Him for help, praising Him as I spoke. If I had not confessed my sin in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. But God did listen. He paid attention to my prayer. Praise God, who did not ignore my prayer or withdraw His unfailing love from me. God is so good to us, so I welcome you this morning. Many of us in our congregation here and throughout uh, the the area have been grieving this week, and so it's it's always sad for me to announce uh, this kind of news, but uh, Pastor Vaughn and his wife Gwen are in our hearts and prayers as they grieve uh, the passing of their daughter Maria, and we are so sad, and uh, we, we lift up. If you're online and you're watching, go ahead and, and, and press the heart button or something to send some love to, uh, to Vaughn and Gwen who are watching right now. Vaughn and Gwen, we love you. And uh, let's see which camera is looking at me. Uh, we love you, Vaughn and Gwen. And uh, you are in our prayers. We are lifting you up in the name of Jesus. And may at this very moment, may the Holy Spirit come and flood you, flood your home, flood all of your family with his peace and his comfort. So we love you. If you would, you know, because of COVID, uh, many are, are uh, uh, what, what we normally have for celebrations of life are, are going to be greatly limited, our ability to gather together. So Vaughn and Gwen have given me permission that if you want to send them a card, a condolence, uh, please call the church or contact us and we'll give you their address so that you can uh, reach out to them in that way. Let's, let, let's offer a prayer right now as we begin and continue our worship. Dear Heavenly Father, we come into your presence this morning. Many of us uh, come with many difficulties in our lives And, uh, Lord, we we need you to listen to us. Thank you, God, that thousands of years ago, this psalmist wrote, Come and listen, and I will tell you what the Lord did for me. We still do that, and we call out to you. And, God, you hear our prayer. We give you praise and thanksgiving. So come, Lord, as we worship you this morning. Flood all of us with your presence. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. HCTC family, I'm Lynn, and here's this week's news. Our new class, Perspectives on the World Christian Movement, begins this Wednesday at 6 p.m. with an orientation session. The general class sessions will begin on January 27th and continue for the next 15 weeks. If you're interested in joining the class, there's still time. We will offer the class both in person and on Zoom. You can see Doug or Denise Kinnear to find out more information or to sign up. Church World Service is an organization that provides relief and funds to those in need all over the world. They have existed since 1946. Their ministry focuses on reaching the least of these. In connection with the Ellesmere Women's Society, we are working to help support this ministry in all they do. The specific mission is to provide blankets for people who otherwise would not have one. For $10, you can provide a blanket for one person, but gifts of any amount are welcome. For more details or to donate, contact Pastor Sharon at the Ellesmere Campus office. With so much hard news over the past year, we wanted to take a minute and celebrate the faithfulness of God through 2020. During the past year, through your faithfulness to give and God's rich supply, our campuses combined have given $109,116 to over 75 ministries and missions organizations. Thanks again for your faithfulness and for responding to God's call. 
For more information on these and other events, visit our website at ctcde.net or go to our Facebook page. If you need prayer, you can call the church office at 302-836-2862 or text us at 888-344-1022. You can also email us at prayer at ctcde.net or if you're worshiping online, you can click the request prayer button at the bottom of your screen. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram. God bless you and have a great week. everyone. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Is that how you feel today? Yes. And we just saw a great video of Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King, who will celebrate the annual day of service tomorrow. You know, not only was Dr. King um, a very skilled leader, he was a very skilled theologian. How else would he have known to choose love over hate every time. And if we did that today, what a better world we would be. Amen. So, good morning. A hearty welcome to all my brothers and sisters in the room and to all of our brothers and sisters who are in our online congregation. You know, we always want to connect with you. So on your table, you'll find a connect card where you can list your name and those who are attending worship with you and if you're in our online congregation you may complete the connect card online and it also has a place where you can list prayer concerns if you're new here and in the room after service is over please stop by the welcome center where our pastoral staff and our host will greet with greet you and spend some time getting to know you if you're in our online congregation You can click the New Here button, and we will reach out to you in the near future. If you're in our online congregation, there is a prayer tab that you can click, and you will be invited into a private chat room with one of our trained service hosts. And as we transition into a period of giving, giving, it's an opportunity for us to give back to God what is God's, so that through our gifts, the love of God becomes a tangible reality in our world. Our giving is a reminder of the blessing God gives us and the blessings that God continues to give us through Jesus Christ. If you're in our in-person congregation in the room here, there are um, offering envelopes on your table. And if you're online, you may um, click the giving tab where you may set up a one-time or recurring contribution as the Spirit leads. And you may also text your offering. Exodus 35, verses 4 and 5 say, Moses said to all the congregation of the people of Israel, This is the thing that the Lord has commanded. Take from among you a contribution to the Lord. Whoever is of a generous heart, 
let him bring the Lord's contribution. And may that guide you and may the Lord keep you and bless you. That is my prayer. Will you stand with me as Pastor Roger comes to offer our pastoral prayer? Let's pray together. Join me in prayer, if you would, please. Dear Heavenly Father, again, we gather before you and we come to you, bending our knees, bowing our hearts, submitting ourselves to your sovereignty. We thank you again for this day. Once again, God, we pray for you to bring peace and comfort and healing, bring joy to those who are suffering today, to all of them. Bring healing to those who need your healing. Lord, we know each one of us has uh, people who are coming to our minds as we're, sp- we're speaking with you. We thank you, God, that you even are, are, are speaking to us and giving to us thoughts, bringing names to us, bringing situations to us. Lord, we pray for our nation today. We pray for this week as there is a transition of power. Lord, we thank you for a nation that can still have a peaceful transition of power. We pray for your protection. We pray, God, that the new administration that is coming into uh, our governance will have your hand upon them. That there will be peace in our land, that there will be prosperity, that there will be justice. Lord, help us as your people, to uh, a people in a nation that's, that agrees that we, will be, uh, that we will submit ourselves to the laws of the land in order that we can have order and peace. Help us, God, to surrender ourselves and submit to the laws of this land. Protect us, God, from evil, all of us. And, uh, Lord, we know that, that evil is powerful in this world. And that there are people who, who are surrendering themselves to evil. And so, Lord, we ask to protect us all from evil. Have your way in our world, God. You, do, you are triumphant over all of evil. And we thank you for that. And we wait for it in your timing. Thank you, Jesus, for being with us. Lord, we pray for Pastor Sharon today as she comes to bring the message. Inspire us, God, to see this world as you see us. Fill Pastor Sharon with your presence this morning and anoint her again with your power, with your love, and fill her words with your spirit. That they may come into our hearts and in our minds that you will will make us be receptive vessels of your word today that it will change us and change our hearts. We're so grateful, God, for what you do in our lives, each one of us, individually and as a body of Christ, wherever we are in this world. Thank you. We lift you up, up your name, in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. It's wonderful to be with you this morning. I'm not always a morning person. Sometimes it's very difficult for me to wake up in the morning. And one of the reasons for that is that I'm an animal person. And more often than not, there's at least one animal on the bed. I have two dogs who are relatively small. And I have some cats. And this morning when I went to wake up, this one of my cats, who is a small black cat, was laying right on my chest and purring loudly, snoring, kind of between a snore and a purr. And there's nothing, to me, nothing more relaxing, nothing more soothing than that rhythmic purring of a cat. There's uh, his picture up there. His name is Kieran, which is Gaelic for little dark one. 
And I'm grateful for the pets that God has brought into my life because it, it's a type of unconditional love that you experience if you're an animal lover, if you have pets. And there is a story behind how Kieran came into my life. I have a friend who one day, about four or five years ago, called me up and she said, I have this cat under my deck and the cat has had kittens and there's something dreadfully wrong with one of these kittens. I don't know what's wrong with it. Can you come over and get it? I think it might be hurt. So I went over to her home and I picked up this little black kitten and sure enough, there was something really wrong with him. He was barely able to walk. When he would stand up, he would just stagger and then fall over. And so I took the kitten home, and the next morning I took it to my veterinarian. And the veterinarian told me that the kitten had a condition called cerebellar hypoplasia. The initials for that are CH. And what I learned about this condition, CH, is that when the mama cat was carrying the kittens, she probably had some kind of a, a disease, maybe distemper or something. And the way that it manifested itself in at least this kitten was that it affected his cerebellum, which is the part of the brain that controls your motor skills. And so that part of his brain did not develop properly. So for the rest of his life, he will just stumble when he tries to walk. But what I, I also learned about that condition is that it's not painful we don't believe that he feels dizziness or anything like that. He just has balance issues. And animals with that condition can live a perfectly normal life. You just have to take some precautions, like making sure he doesn't fall down the steps and hurt himself. But other than that, he lives a perfectly normal life. I tell you that story because being with people is sometimes like that. Being with people is sometimes about finding out what they need. When we are trying to bring Jesus to people, often we need to find out what that person's needs are. What are their hurts? What are their sensitivities? I mean, it sounds very simplistic, but this is what Jesus asks of us. We are called by our Lord and Savior, first and foremost, to love to love each other, to reach out to one another, and both as a church and as individual disciples, we're called to bring the life-changing love of God to other people. It's not necessarily an easy task. Sometimes it, it involves learning about that person on our part, just like I had to learn about Kieran and what his needs were. We have to learn about the people that we're trying to reach. But the important thing to know is that reaching out is not an option. It's a commandment. It's what Jesus has commanded us to do. In Matthew chapter 28, verses 16 through 20, it says this, then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. We often refer to that grouping of verses as the Great Commission. Jesus commissioned the disciples to go out and to make other disciples. And as believers and followers of Jesus, that commission applies to you and I. It's not an option, but a command to all who call Jesus their Lord that we are to go and make disciples. I don't think of myself as an evangelist. I don't know about you. I mean, I'm an introvert. And when I hear that word evangelism, I think about Billy Graham and people that, that are famous. And that's not me. I'm an introvert. But we are all given gifts by God. 
gifts that we can share with other people. And God places people in our paths with whom we can connect and whom we can share Jesus. Just like I feel that God put that kitten in my path for me to reach out and help. God does that with people. God brings people into our lives and asks us to reach out and to connect with them. For Jesus' desire is that nobody will be excluded from the kingdom of God. Everyone is supposed to be part of the kingdom of God. The good news was intended to reach all the corners of the world. But for that to happen, Jesus needs people. Jesus needs leaders. Jesus needs you and me to be able to reach other people. Jesus is always looking for leaders to carry out that commission. And I know that sometimes we feel that we're not equipped for that. But, you know, Jesus gave us the example. Jesus is the ultimate role model, the ultimate leadership trainer. And if we watch how Jesus conducted ministry, we can learn a lot. Jesus was constantly searching for opportunities to make connections. Jesus was always looking, always looking to make connections. And we have those opportunities in our lives every day. And Jesus not only made connections to share the love and the good news, but Jesus connected with people in order to train them to then connect with others. How do we bear witness to what God has done in our lives? We share with one another what being in relationship with Jesus has done for us. You know, Jesus spent quality time with the disciples and we're called to spend quality time with Jesus because if we spend time in Jesus presence we grow stronger in our faith and then we have a stronger witness to others Jesus didn't plant a mega church Jesus connected with a small group of people one on one A small gathering of men, they had no special credentials. They weren't highly educated, but they were faithful, and they were trusting. And they spent time at Jesus' feet, in Jesus' presence. And that's what Jesus wants from us, our faith, our trust, our commitment to spend time in his presence. Jesus said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. And he also said, and I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Now, what more assurance do we need or confidence do we need to be able to share Jesus with other people? Jesus is with us. Jesus will give us the opportunities. Jesus will give us the words. Jesus will give us the people that need to be reached. He said Jesus held the first leadership training program when he was there on the mountain with with those folks. And, you know, that training has been passed on to us. We're the leaders in God's church. All of us that have been touched by God are now leaders in God's church. We're called to go in whatever way God is asking us to go. I've been thinking a lot this weekend about the leadership of Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King. As as Fran mentioned, you know, he was a theologian and a leader, and it was all about love for Dr. King. As our nation prepares to celebrate this holiday tomorrow, named on his behalf, I was reading some of the things that he had written, and I came across this quote that was in a book that he wrote in 1963 called Strength to Love. And the quote says, in a world depending on force, coercive tyranny, and bloody violence, you are challenged to follow the way of love. That's what it's all about, following the way of love. Dr. King recognized that in order to change division and hatred and violence, 
of that world in which he lived and the world in which we live, that love is the key. And the thing is, Dr. King didn't say, let somebody else do it. Dr. King stepped up to the plate. He knew that that calling to love was for everyone. He heard the call and he wasn't afraid to step up to the plate and become a leader. Do we recognize that call in our own lives? That same call has been given to you and it's been given to me. Do we ask ourselves the question, if not us, then who? There are a lot of searching people in the world. There are a lot of hurting people in the, in the world. When Pastor and Roger and I were talking about the message for this weekend, we were reading together an article And it talked about people wandering aimlessly, like sheep looking for a shepherd. And there are plenty of lost sheep in the world today. There are plenty of people who are looking for a shepherd. And Jesus is looking for those shepherds to shepherd these people. I love the the use of the word all. In our scripture passage, you know, Jesus didn't give a command to make disciples of the people that we like, of people that we're comfortable with. Jesus doesn't say to share the good news with those sitting next to you in church this morning. Jesus said, make disciples of all the nations. And that sounds so impossible. And, you know, by myself, by yourself, We can't make disciples of all the nations, just like I can't save all the homeless kittens in the world, although I would like to. But I can start with one. Jesus is looking for people willing to take on the task of showing love to one. And then helping that one show love to the next one. Following Jesus' example, we teach others, we lead others to do that same thing. In the book of Isaiah, in chapter 6, the prophet has a vision. And in the vision, the prophet overhears God. And God is asking, whom should I send as a messenger to these people? Who will go for us? And there, in the presence of God, hearing God's voice clearly... Isaiah has the courage to say, here I am, send me. Do we have that kind of courage? Dr. King had that kind of courage. Do we recognize that that great commission is for us? Jesus speaking directly to us. After I adopted that kitten, Kieran, that same friend has called me multiple times since then about other cats or kittens that she's seen in her yard. Her yard backs up to some wooded area, so there's there's cats and kittens around all the time. But I've changed how I respond to her calls. Instead of rushing over to her house to gather up yet another homeless kitten, now I say to her, I know you really care about that animal and I'll help you reach out to that animal I'll teach you how to get that animal to trust you I'll show you some of the techniques that I've used what's worked for me in order to reach that animal I can teach you to get that animal to trust you that's what sharing the gospel is like you know once you have reached somebody once they have realized the love of God We can walk beside them and we can say, I can teach you how to reach that person. How has God moved in your life? One of the most effective ways that we share the gospel is by just saying, this is what God has done for me. This is what having God in my life has done. This is what's made a difference to me. How is your life different Because of God's presence. If you're watching online with us today, put it in the chat. Share with us 
how having God in your life has made a difference. We have some trained volunteers who will, who will chat with you, and you can share with us how God has made a difference in your life. But the most important question is, who do you know that needs to hear that? Who do you know that needs God in their life? You can even share their names with us. We'll pray for you. We'll pray for that person. We'll pray for you to give you the right words in order to share God with that person. How will you share your experience of God and the life-changing love of God with others? Starting today, starting this week, we all have connections. We have opportunities. We have people who are influenced by us. We have people in our lives that value our input. And we're part of God's plan. John chapter 17, verse 20 says, I'm praying not only for these disciples, but also for all who will ever believe in me through their message. We pray for one another as disciples. And we pray for those people that each of us is going to be touching. We are the disciples that Jesus was speaking to. And Jesus promised to be with us always. There are many people, many sheep in need of a shepherd. And we don't have to look very far to find them. The time is now. It's not tomorrow. It's not next week. It's now. And the place is wherever we happen to be, wherever we find ourselves. That call, who will go for us, is still ringing in the air. It's still ringing in our hearts. Will you answer that call? Will you allow Jesus to lay the name of somebody on your heart today? Somebody Jesus wants to call as a disciple. Somebody that you can walk beside and teach them how to disciple others. Will you answer with courage, here I am, send me. We have the opportunity to pray about that. You can come forward right now. We have people that will pray with you. The altar area is open if you want to pray about if somebody, if God has laid somebody on your heart that you know needs Jesus in their lives. If you need to pray about how to bring Jesus to that person, come on down and we'll pray with you right now. Or you, if you're watching online, hit the prayer button on your screen and somebody will pray with you online. Type in on your chat. The people that God has laid on your heart, people will pray with you about that person, pray with you of how to reach that person. And would you pray with me right now? Lord God, thank you for sending Jesus. Thank you for giving us Jesus in order that we might share Jesus with others. Lord, give us the words, give us the strength, give us the encouragement in order to reach those people in our lives who have yet to to experience that life-changing love that Jesus offers each of us. This I pray in his precious name, and let the church say, Amen.
Almighty God, we do thank you. We thank you for saving us. We thank you for sending us. And Lord, uh, we thank you for those who this morning have had had the courage to say yes. Yes, here I am. Send me. As you go forth from this place, may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit go with you and remain with you today, this week, and into all eternity.